Blog Talk Radio. All right, welcome back to the SBP. We're here to talk the second round of the NBA playoffs. As always, I'm your boy Prime Source. How you feeling? Man, these playoffs is hype already. And now we get into the good part, the second round matchup. So I'm feeling good. How about you? Well, we're going to get to the good part. Yeah, we're here, man. Like, I've been talking to a lot of folks, man, and we all agree that the second round is really what we wanted to see. We've got some some great matchups, matchups that everybody was like, man, we can just get there. We can just get there. And we got them, man. So I'm super Mm -hmm. excited. And, um, yo, it's just been a great week, man. And none better than last night that Sixers, they caught their L last night messing with Kawhi and the boys. As I mentioned in our Facebook group, Kawhi was being real disrespectful to them people last night. Hold on, Prime. Hold on. You know Kawhi's my guy. But I got to, we got to back up one second. Before we get What's into this, this series, I got to know, how did you feel about LaShawn McCoy tweeting some uh, spoilers to Endgame? Uh, your joint that you've been talking about for weeks, and and the whole world seems <laughs> like. How do you feel about this man tweeting uh, spoilers to that joint? That's that's terrible in my opinion. Well, if you would have told me that somebody in the NFL would do it, he would be one of the top five guys that yes. you know, whose names I would come up with. Deshaun <laughs> is a clown, man. I'm trying to tell you, he he's a straight clown. And mm-hmm. no matter what you think about all his uh, uh, the little stuff that he's gotten in off the court, um, you know, with the women and the kid and all that, this, this dude, man, just the stuff that he does, like he can't keep his mouth shut. And he just seems like that one friend. Like he seems like that friend that, well, if he is your friend, you know he's going to do something like that. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, you know, somebody did such and such. Oh, it was a shine one. We 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 already know. We we already know. You know. You know. You gonna defend him if he's your boy, but if he ain't your boy, he just straight clown. And that was disrespectful, man. And and Matthew Berry, did you see the tweet that Matthew Berry put out though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matthew Berry like straight straight came back at him, and a lot of people were wondering, just like, why, why would Matthew Berry of all people even come out with these comments? I mean, outside of him being a fan. Well, Matthew Berry does have a small part in the movie, and it's very, very small, but he's just kind of almost like an extra. So I guess Matthew what? Berry feeling like one of yeah, yeah, Matthew Berry feeling like uh, one, he wanted the adventures now, but yeah, when he basically <laughs> comes back and he says, Matthew Berry states, because Deshaun McCoy tweeted out the massive spoiler for Avengers Endgame is a reminder that last year Deshaun McCoy was held under 70 yards in 10, uh, 70 total yards in 10 or 14 games. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was RB 45 in points per game. Most people that play fantasy football will understand what RB 45 means. He's basically the mm-hmm. 45th best uh, prospect. Uh, and gained five uh, per yards on just 25.5% of carries. Among forty-seven, uh, among the forty-seven qualified running backs for this category, only Legarry Blunt, Blunt was worse. So basically, <laughs> nice comeback by Matthew Berry, you know. But he ain't spoiled that for All me. I, you know, I'd already seen it, you know. 
I'd already seen them. I didn't seen it twice already, so it's all good, man. But that's some clown ish right there, man, from uh, from LaShawn McCoy. But he does something every year that's crazy. Yeah, man. I I knew you had to had to have some thoughts on that joint, so I figured we'd just get into that real quick off the top. But uh, yeah, <laughs> back to my guy, my guy Kawhi. Uh, this is the Kawhi that I expect to see on a nightly basis. The thing is, this isn't the Kawhi we get on a nightly, nightly basis. Sometimes he defers to other people a little bit too much. Usually not in a crucial game, not in a, a closeout game, not in a, you know, uh, maybe the first game on the road and not in game one. But sometimes during a series, Kawhi uh, seems to, to tend to, to defer and let somebody else take the lead. But if we can get this Kawhi on a regular basis, oh, this joint will be quick. I agree. And it seems like they were pulling their hair out trying to figure out how to defend it because I watched Kawhi go straight at Ben Simmons trying to draw some fouls and some and-ones last night, trying to get that contact. But then there will be times with Tobias Harris to rotate over. There will be times that Kawhi would get past uh, would get past Simmons, and then that would NB would be standing there, and then Kawhi would be with the quick pull up, or he just kept it moving. They were pulling their hands on trying to find a way to defend Kawhi. And the beautiful thing about his game, man, when he has games like he had last night, is the efficiency. Sixteen to twenty-three with that type of pressure coming at you, man. Yeah. They really got major problems, bro. Major problems, and. We ain't going to give them all the smoke for what they, you know, for what went down and how they couldn't uh, get down with uh, Kawhi. I mean, a lot of people have that problem. But then, once again, your boy Siakam, once again, if you don't know now, you know. Those you ain't watched Toronto play most of the year, this is the dude we've been seeing most of the year, especially the second half. And Siakam, nice game for him as well. And efficient, 12 or 15. For yeah, Pascal Siakam is the, is the consistent I – mean, that. And that lends to the point of why people have, well, I can't say why people have seen Kyle Lowry's numbers drop. Uh, but as far as the playoffs, when you think about Kyle Lowry's performances prior to this year, and then he came out game one with the stinker uh, of the first series. Game one of the first series, he came out with this zero-point game and got outplayed Don't by uh, DJ Augustine. So that's a great Siakam is part of the reason that Kyle Lowry's numbers are down, but he doesn't have to be the, the guy or even the second guy for real. Like I see people across the league that still talk about Lowry, the, the secondary guy. He ain't the secondary guy. Siakam is the secondary guy. That's what it is. Kyle Lowry gets in where he fits in, and if he can just be solid, if he can be solid while while Siakam is uh, still improving and Kawhi's playing like last night, Toronto is going to be a problem until the end. I expect it to go that way, to be honest with you. Now, you mentioned Kyle Lowry. Now, Lowry only had nine points last night, uh, less than 50% shooting from the floor. So, yeah, I do think that at some point, if it's maybe even only one game in this series, uh, maybe two, but if even if it's only one game, he's going to have to have a – a, a decent uh, stat line when it comes to points. Uh, but I think that Siakam and, uh, and your boy Kawhi are more than capable of doing what they were doing. But defensively, man, was the thing. You look at it, 
not one Philly player yesterday. I don't think no, I don't think there was a Philly player that hit twenty points yesterday. And it wouldn't totally surprise me, but I expect Embiid to at least scratch the twenty point barrier. But the defense they played on him with the rotations. I mean, Gasol did an admirable job. He did the best he could do with him. Uh, there was times when they uh, had a Ibaka on him. They really held Embiid in check. And and JJ Reddick, you you would think that. J.J. Reddick just being the guy that can shoot the way he's capable of shooting, you know, that he would give you more than what you got from him and primarily in the first half. I believe he had a donut in the first half. You know, he didn't come out shooting until the second. He come out hitting until the second second half. Yeah, it's it's a problem, but he actually, if, if he doesn't, if J.J. Reddick doesn't at least give you the, the knockdown jumpers, he's uh-huh. useless. And, and people, I mean, people probably say that anyway. But I think I think Reddick is a decent player overall. But in this series, his deficiency on defense is going to show even more if he's not giving you anything on offense. So there's not going to be much reason to have him on the court. It's going to be a lot of a lot of James Ennis, which I kind of guessed last night. Ennis came in and played a little bit more in the first half. JJ ended up with a. Uh, what he had like seventeen, I think he had seventeen points by the time it was all said yeah. and done. But as you mentioned, you said nobody had twenty. I don't, I don't know how much, how many did uh, what did uh my man Tobias have? I don't know what he had on the game. Uh, he had a decent Tobias, stat line. Tobias, he had fourteen, fourteen. Just fourteen, yeah. 14. So yeah, that's rough. Yeah, fourteen that's for rough. him. Fourteen for Simmons. Yeah. So, but yeah, and Jimmy Butler was out of there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Points. Absolutely. So somebody's going to have to step in to uh, be that team, or be that, be that, uh, be that second guy. And uh, well, really, after last night, somebody's got to step in to be that first guy. And Embiid is going to get what he's going to get, but he has no, no easy matchup. Embiid has to deal with Gasol. I'm saying Gasol is still a great defender overall. Yes, He's sir. been a great defender yes, his whole career. And you still got Ibaka coming off the bench where well, at least when Ibaka's in, Embiid has a little bit of a size advantage, a clear size mm-hmm. advantage. But Ibaka's a defender, so it's not like it's a cakewalk. So this is a tough matchup. He ain't back down. It's, it's a tough matchup, but I, I, I expect a better turnout tomorrow uh, from them. It's gonna come down to your man's, your man's on the bench, um, because if he gets out coached by Nick Nurse, clearly, then uh, even though people think his job's safe since he got the first round, your man mm-hmm. might be in a little trouble. He's gonna be in trouble if his thing is ugly, especially, especially if his thing is ugly. I mean, he's gonna be in trouble anyway if they lose his series. But if this thing is ugly, like if we get a series, uh, you know, resembling of what we saw just in game one, oh, he's going to catch a lot of heat, a lot of heat. Uh, but I expect this thing to get even more intense than what we saw last night. We saw, uh, you know, J.J. Reddick getting upset. He got popped in the face, like I think, a couple of times. And I, I don't know how intense on that it was, especially that second one. Uh, but this thing is going to get real intense. You know, you know, man, you just know it's coming probably between Ibaka and Embiid at some point. 
And you just know that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like and, and, and Ibaka, Ibaka wants it. That's the funny thing about it. He wants it. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to get real intense. And I expect the series to draw it out. I'm still taking Toronto, though. I, I, I really am. I think that um, – I just think that we're going to see more of what we saw last night. Now, and I know you mentioned that sometimes we don't get that Kawhi and Kawhi likes to defer, but it's just something about this team that's just, they're just like super focused. And my eyes got big when they, when they made that trade, when they got Gasol, when they got a Gasol, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I said, this team right here with a Kawhi, um, I, I didn't know we was going to get what we were getting from Siakam, but I'll continue to get what we got from Siakam. I said, but with the Kyle Lowry, who I expect to play better in this year's playoffs, which, well, that's kind of remained to be seen, but you add a guy like Gasol to this mix that somebody you can fall back on, that somebody that can play as well as he plays, has got the NBA experience. As you mentioned, is still a decent defender, um, even at this stage of his career. It can come in and make an impact on the game, even when he's not scoring. I expected a lot from this team and a lot more, a lot more than a lot of people did. So I think they're going to give Philly everything they want. Matter of fact, I think they're going to beat Philly in this series. Um, I'm going to give Philly two games. I'm going to give Philly two games, but um, let the uh, the newspapers, uh, uh, front page of newspapers, have Brett Brown's face on. He can go ahead and start it up right now, get the presses rolling, because it's about to be a problem. I'm with you, man. I'm going Raptors in six as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of crazy saying that, because we were two of the cats going crazy when they made the, the trade for Tobias Harris and we were looking at that front, you know, that front, you know, that starting five. But, uh, yeah, I just I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. So we're in the grants on that one. Um, this Denver-Portland thing is interesting, though. Uh, we saw Denver, uh, they got over the hump actually in last night's game um, messing with Poppin. And I know some controversy towards the end of that game when people wondering why Poppin couldn't get a timeout and, and all that, but this is brings us to an interesting series. What you think about it? Yeah, none of that's on pop. That's that's on the players on the court. You, if you're down by four and there's twenty some seconds left, you don't have a choice but to foul. You let them run the clock down, you're gonna lose. I mean, that's what it is. Again, you can see pop on the sideline saying foul, 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 yep. doing, doing everything he can do. So that's on the people on the court. Like that was just stupid. But anyway, they're out and. uh Denver got out of that one. I thought that would be a tough series for Denver just because of the veterans against the young youngsters as far as playoff experience. But Denver made it out. And now they get the treat of dealing with Dame Time, who has been on fire in his matchup, <laughs> was on fire in his matchup against Russ and the, the Thunder. This is going to be a good series. Well, they're all, you know, they're all actually great series. To be tr- to be honest, this is probably the least exciting series just because nobody, if you're not a big fan, you don't really know Denver like that because they don't have a superstar. They do have a star in Nikola Jokic, but people just don't understand or don't know that that dude is a monster. And they have a, a secondary star in Jamal Murray, who is only Jamal 21 Murray, years yeah. old. People, like, you see Jamal Murray, you'd be like, who? Then you watch him play, you're like, okay, he's nice. Then you realize he's 21, and you're like, that's a problem. Because he, I mean, when he's on, he's unstoppable. Not Dame unstoppable, but 
there's, there's not a lot you can do with Murray other than body him up, you know. There's not a lot that you can take away from him. He can get to where he wants to get to, and he can knock down shots. And once he's on, it's a wrap. I, I look at it like this, man, with this matchup. First, it's going to be a great matchup, but I would love to see this matchup, man, before um, Nurkis got hurt. Like, and not to say that, you know, Camps and the guys haven't filled in well, but I would have loved to have seen this matchup before Nurkis got hurt because he was playing really well. And granted, um, he's not Jokic, but just to see them two go at it would just be – I don't know. It's, it's worth the price of admission to see them two go at it when you look at everything else. Because when you look at the rest of that roster on there, you mentioned the guys um, in Denver. And you mentioned Jamal Murray, you know. We mentioned earlier a few podcasts ago about how up and down Gary Harris is, but he can play well. Um, we know you can get some decent games from Barton, um, maybe Beasley, but um, an old veteran like Millsap. But there's nobody else that really stands out. So when we're watching this game, we're going to be looking. We're going to see what Jokic's going to do. A lot of people are not going to pay attention to Murray until he does what he does. But we look on the other side, and we know what Dame is going to give us. We know what he's going to give us. So I just wish, wish that we could have had this matchup down low, but we don't. But what I'm looking for in this game is more what we just saw from both teams, I, especially Portland. Uh, this series – the guards are gonna to come to play on Portland's side of the ball, and I don't think the way the way that uh the way that they won that last series, the way that Dane went out like he had something to prove, the way you know McCollum came back from injury, I just think that they feel like they've come too far to just go out in this one. Like you look at this matchup during the regular season, both of these teams were they were separated by what one game I believe. So that's just how tight they played the series. Um, and I think we'll get much of this one, uh, much more on this one. I'm, I'm matter of fact, I won't be surprised to be honest with you if we get seven games out of this one, man. I, I really don't. I don't think we're going to get it. Um, I still think Portland takes them in, in four. I mean, now they win four games out of this series, so they take them in six. But I won't be surprised if we were to get the seven swords, and I won't be surprised if just about all of these games were just as close as they played it during the regular season. Um, I could see a lot of three or four point wins in this, in this particular, um, you know, in this particular series. What about you? Well, first of all, let me throw this out there. You mentioned Nurkic, uh, Yusef Nurkic. He actually played for Denver, and uh, it was it was Nurkic and Jokic together. So true. There was that part of it that would have been would have made this even more special. If Nurkic was uh, was healthy, unfortunately he's out. But uh, yeah, this is gonna be a fun series, and a lot of it's gonna come to like we're gonna get what we're gonna get from Jokic. We're gonna get what we're gonna get from Dame. We're gonna the the rest of it is is where the question comes in. There's no telling what you're getting from Millsap at this point. Some days he's he's on and he he'll give you thirty. Some days he'll give you seven. So there's no telling me from Millsap. Uh, Will Will Barton is falling off the face of the earth. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but I guess when they took the ball out of his hands, like he he's a person that needs the ball in his hands and needs to create and do all that. And once they've taken the, or since they've taken the ball out of his hands, and it's been more Jokic and Murray, his numbers have fallen off tremendously. 
So will there be a Will Barton sighting? Uh, you got Mo Harkless on the other side. You never know which one gets yeah, him. Yeah, he's playing well. You got, you got, yeah. So, of course, you got CJ, CJ McCollum, who's going to give you numbers. But it won't be easy because he's going to have to deal with Gary Harris, who is a tremendous defender. Um, it's a good matchup across the board. I still expect to see crazy numbers from Dame just because – not not even because of how he's playing right now, but just because of how he normally plays and the lack of defense from uh, Murray. That's one part of Murray's game that's, that's trash, defensive. So if if uh, if Dame averages 37, I won't be surprised. If Jokic averages a triple-double, I won't be surprised. It's going to come down to those other pieces. I'm with you, though. I'm going Portland. I'm going Portland in five, Jet, not even because I think they're that much better than Denver overall. I just think that Portland's kind of on a mission to redeem themselves from the last two seasons of getting swept in the first round. And we saw that against OKC. I think we're going to see more of that against Denver. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So we're both on the same page there. Um Portland, I think, has averaging maybe about four more points per game at this point. And that's what I think will be, you know, that's, I think that will be the deciding factor. I think there will be some close games. And they're not saying we won't get a blowout. The most likely scenario, if we were to get a blowout, there will be Portland on the winning end. But um, I think most of these games will be pretty close. But I just, yeah, I, I don't see the Nuggets with having enough, especially with the inconsistencies from some of the players we already spoke about. Um you know, they don't have enough to beat Portland in this one. I think Portland moving on, man, and continues continuing this uh, nice little ride today on this respect ride, as I call it. All right, my favorite, yep. and probably a lot of people's favorite, man. We got the Celtics and Bucks today, bro, and that was the thing that a lot of people were hoping to see because when this season started, let's just put it out there: almost everybody that is in the know had Boston pretty much taking the East and they just waiting for them to get to the uh to the finals and see what they could do, uh, what Kyrie and the crew could make happen. But Milwaukee had other plans, man, and this squad is for real. If you don't realize they for real by now, you shouldn't even be watching this game. Milwaukee is the real deal. I I don't know if I I don't know if I had I mean I had Boston at the top I don't know if I had Boston winning the East though I think in the previous conversation yeah I, I think it came down to the discussion of if what they're gonna do with all these pieces I think we talked about all these pieces that they have and and getting everybody to play together because sometimes less is more so how do and this kind of what has happened it's not even kind of it's exactly what has happened this season with Boston for most of the season. You don't know what you're getting from whomever. Tatum is nowhere near what what people thought he was last year. True. Jalen Brown is not what he was last year. Gordon Hayward is healthy now, but you're still not – I mean, it's not Gordon Hayward of Utah. This is, this is you know, reconstructed Hayward. He still can get you the points when he's on the court, but this team is not relying on Hayward at all. And Rogier, who played a lot early and also played a lot last year, 
Matter of fact, against Milwaukee, we had the the whole Rozier versus Bledsoe thing. It's not going to be much of that this year because Rozier, even without Smart, Rozier is on the court a lot less. I don't know what's up with that, but he's on the court That's a lot less. And um, now it's so it's Kyrie. So it's, now it's Kyrie against Bledsoe. But that's a whole different different thing. So this team, uh, you know, they, they played well at the end of the season when everybody kind of came together. Like I said, smart out. Um, but it's been it's been a rough road for Boston. And you look at the other side, you got uh, the potential MVP and Giannis, and all the people that that French fans don't know or or pay any attention to. As far as Chris Middleton, uh, before mentioned Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez, this is going to be a an interesting series to see who can who can uh, impose their will on whom. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna miss the game today. I'm so mad that I'm gonna miss game one of this because this is gonna be something. But mm-hmm. I guess I have catch them highlights, unfortunately. Man, look, Boston, like, Boston's been so up and down, so up and down. And if this go, they can't afford to be up and down in this particular series at all. I think Milwaukee are so solid on both ends of the court that they know what they're up against. I mean, Giannis can lead them, and he leads them in all three categories, the major categories with scoring, rebounding. Um, and assists, we know from mid-range on in, especially under the basket, how deadly he is. Boston doesn't have anybody that's going to be able to defend with that. I, I fully expect in this series, whoever they throw at him, whoever it may be, may do more harm trying to defend him because I think the key is that somebody's going to get in foul trouble trying to mess with him. So everything floats back to the shoulders of Kyrie. Um and who else is going to step up for him? I mean, is, is, is Al Horford going to be able to play well enough in this series to give him the extra source of points? Um, is, uh, and on, other end, on the other end, who's checking Bledsoe? Bledsoe be on the mission, man. Like, Bledsoe is, out, is having yeah. one of his best seasons he's ever had. And who's going to exhaust the energy trying to deal with him? You know what you're getting with Middleton. Middleton can play. Lopez. Lopez is not getting much credit. Lopez is doing his thing down low. But Bledsoe, who is going to check Bledsoe? They've got too much that they can throw at you. And as I've talked about time and time again this season, the style they play is crazy. Most of the other cats, look, we're going to take care of everything else from the outside. Um, Giannis, you take care of everything close things. We know Giannis ain't – he's not a three-point guy. But – you know, Coach Bud, he wants them to pull the three, and whatever happens, happens. So they can play in the style. They can play up and down the court. They can play, you know, they can run and gun it. They can play it in a half-court set. It's a lot for Boston to have to deal with being that they're already on shaky ground. And it seems like game after game, we're wondering who else is going to step up beyond Kyrie Irving. Kyrie's getting his numbers. What I feel for Boston in this one is this is when – as crazy as it sounds, Kyrie brought there to be with the closer, I guess I guess the leader of that squad. Um, and he believes he is the leader of that team. Maybe it is his team. I feel for Boston in this particular series that he may try to do too much. 
but he may try to do too much because he may need to try to do too much in this one. I just don't see the consistency from Boston in this series. Um, and it may go seven. Matter of fact, I'm saying it's going to go seven. They won't have enough, though. And, and, and by the time they get to that seven game, if it goes there, I just see a team that's exhausted and expended trying to deal with this type of monster. Something they really haven't had to deal with even before Kyrie got there. So I'm, telling, I'm taking Milwaukee all the way. Okay. Now, Boston happens to be the best team against Dwayne uh, this season. Best best team okay. defending Wayne players on this season. So that that sounds good, but this ain't your ordinary wing you're dealing with here. This is uh, the ultimate ultimate issue. And that, they're gonna throw everybody at them. I mean, you know, they're gonna have Brown out there. They're gonna throw Marcus Morris at them. They don't. They mean everybody. Everybody who's between six six and six ten that can halfway move their feet will get a chance. But it doesn't matter. Like none of that's gonna matter. So the the, the question is gonna be. And also, let me throw out the the coaching matchup is crazy in this jump because you got <laughs> Brad Stevens against Mike Budenholzer, and Budenholzer is gonna be right there in the running for. For uh, coach of the year, as he should be, true, and he just just won that joint what two years ago, three years ago in Atlanta. So, right. this the matchups is it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a chess game from game one to the end. I don't care how Milwaukee defends uh, Kyrie because he gonna he gonna get his one way or the other. So I'm, sure. not, I'm not concerned about that. But it's going to be down to the adjustments. I think the, the whole thing is going, going to bend on how Boston can adjust to playing Giannis. Because however they start out against them, they're not going to stick with that for so long. Especially once he figures it out, they're going to move to something else. And, I mean, you know, you can say that you're going to make the other guys beat you. But Middleton can beat you. Bledsoe can beat you. If you're leaving Brooke Lopez on the outside... Which you're going to have to make a decision on. Are we going to deal with Giannis in the paint and, you know, come off of Lopez to deal with him? Or are we going to leave Lopez in the corner? And as he's been nicknamed recently, Splash Mountain, we'll be out there shooting threes. So you've got to make a decision. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. One way or the other, it's going to be a problem. I know, you know, a lot of people have Boston, and I understand why. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm all Milwaukee with this joint. I'm Milwaukee in six. Got Milwaukee in six, and that's just out of respect for Boston being a, a tough competitive team. But oh, it's gonna be a fun series. But Milwaukee in six for me. Yeah, I was in five below yesterday, and I seen a T-shirt that said "Life is hard," and I immediately thought about the Boston Celtics when I saw that. Yes, it is. <laughs> because because I really think that's what this is going to be. You 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 just you know talked about it brilliantly. It's really what coach you know coach um, Budenheiser wants to do, where he wants to place his particular players. Um, is he going to have Brooke on the outside, or are he going to bring him down? Where's Giannis going to be? And, and I got a feeling as great a coach as Brad Stevens is, and he makes the adjustments. Coach Bud is going to come right back and do something else, and they have the ability to do that. If you look at it 
sort of, in a way, the teams are kind of similar to the effect you've got the definite one guy who is the leader of the squad and you know is going to get money. Right. right. And then you have some other guys that on any given night could kick you in the butt. You know what I'm saying? You know, Tatum could have that game. Um, you can get that nice game, you know, down low from just about anybody else on that squad um, on any given night. Morris, Morris has nights. You look at the stat board, he's put up 24 and 25 points. You know, it's the same way. Once, once you look at uh, you look at Milwaukee, you know what Giannis gonna give you. But before you know, you turn around. And there's Middleton with 23. You see what I'm saying? Lopez has that night. Um, Bledsoe, you know, putting a dagger in you. So yeah. Um, but I instantly thought about Boston when I saw that T-shirt yesterday, and uh, I just have a thought right now of them wearing them T-shirts out of the arena in the final game. You know, life is hard because dealing with Milwaukee ain't easy. And um, yeah. Yeah, they they they, they going to take this, bro. They, they definitely going to take this to be playing in the, uh, you know, be playing for the NFC, uh, to the NFC, uh, the Eastern Chip. Yes, sir. <laughs> you love yeah, football. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the draft been on, man. It's been on my mind. It's been on my mind. Right. All right. Hey, man. And the other one we wanted to see, and it's crazy we getting this in round two instead of the Western Conference Finals, but the Rockets and Golden State. So this is the matchup that we've been waiting for. And there's some questions on the injury front with Golden State uh, with Steph and Clay. They ain't releasing too much, but I'm hoping they're healthy as I don't know what because I don't want no excuses. I want to see this thing go down with everybody full strength, full throttle. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, these, these ankle injuries are going to be a problem. Uh more, more. Believe it or not, more for Clay than for Steph. I think Clay's injury is a little more serious than Steph. Steph, you know, he's been on a bum ankle it seemed like forever, and he re-injured it. But Clay, like he rolled his joint uh, last game, and it seems that that his injury is a little more of a problem than than Steph's. So it's gonna be an interesting start, especially when you think of play not even offensively, just defensively, uh yeah. having to deal with the the dude, you know, having to deal with with Harden. Even though it's gonna be a lot of switching off on Harden and the Iggy's gonna come in and deal with him and KD's gonna deal with him. So it's gonna be even even Livingston is gonna deal with him as well. So it's gonna be different people coming in and kind of rotating against Harden. But if your main guy, the one that actually will make them pay at the other end, if he's on the court, like, I mean, obviously KD is KD, but if if you don't have that, that weapon in clay, he, I don't know, man, especially with the way that Steph has been less effective in the last few games. Even though I don't think it's a big deal that Steph's numbers are down because KD num- KD's numbers are way up, I do think without Clay being there, uh, possibly not being there at full strength, it could pose a problem. It could pose a problem. So it's going to be a fun series, though. Like This is the one we've been waiting for since, since what, after Game 7, and uh, thinking that Houston might win without CP3. 
now we get CP3 on the court healthy. The whole Houston squad is healthy, although I still think they were better last year. Um, True. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, man. And we'll, we'll watch and see um, what goes down in this one. And I'm, I'm anxious to see how the benches come in to play at this particular one because you mentioned Livingston. And back, you see, back when Golden State was, like, really soaring and stopped, you know, weren't having some of the issues they've had this season and even in this, this last series, they've always had great bench play. They've had, you know, you can count on Iguodala, you can count on Livingston. You know, these guys are a little bit older now. And I'm not saying you can't count on them, but the dynamic is just a little bit different. Um, Houston, cho- cho- you know, chooses to employ, um, you know, a lot of the cats that they have. Um, but they really make you remain, you know, rely on their on their top five. We know that Gerald Green is going to play a little bit, um, and his, his his minutes are valuable. But I think the bench is going to play a big part in this. But you know what I'm really, really, really aiming to see? What's that? I, I want to. I want to see that chippy CP3, man. Like, he's chippy anyway. You know, CP3 going to talk. People don't like the dude. I love the dude. He going to talk. He going to have that look on his face. But this is a dude that went out last year with an injury. And everybody, you know, we always talk about how much that we thought they were a better team last year and what could have happened had he had played. I'm anxious to see how he plays in this series, just how much he shows up. I want to see that dude that feels like, you know, he's got that chip on his shoulder, bro. You know, and I look, I want to see him talk a little, little smack to Steph, man. That's what I want to see him do. Well, he better talk while he's kind of injured because we know how Steph tends to treat CP3 on a regular basis. He stays in the blender <laughs> dealing, with, dealing with Steph. And that's a that's that's a great defender. That's a all-pro, yeah. all-time defender trying to deal with Steph, and Steph makes this man look, look crazy on a regular basis. So I'm sure uh, Chris Paul is coming in with all the all the angst, all the attitude, all the extra, all of it. He's going to need all of it. But it might, it might just be his time, man, especially if Steph is less, uh, less mobile with the ankle because that is going to be the difference that gives CP3 a little – a little edge as far as uh, trying to keep up with Steph coming off those picks and off that dribble, off the, the pick and roll and all that good stuff. It's going to be and crazy. I ain't trying to hear you. It is. It is. It is. Look, man, I ain't trying to hear all that crazy people start talking like uh, if Houston were to win this series, well, yeah, you know, well, that was because such and such was banged up or Clay was banged up and then full strength. I'm not trying to hear none of that. I had, let me tell you something. I had a dude the other day arguing me at Wawa talking about, uh, yeah, man, everybody talking about that CP3 stuff, but what about Iguodala being, you know, you know, being here last, you know, last time? And I'm like, dude, I, I, I do understand that there's a key cog and component to what Golden State does. I'm not taking them from <laughs> I mean, don't you ever, ever put Iguodala in the same class with CP3. He kept talking, man. I paid for my drink and I walked out, bro. I paid for my drink and I walked out. Understandable. I don't blame you sometimes, you know. As Ho said, wise man told me not to argue with fools. People from a distance can't tell who is who. So when people start talking (laughs) stupid, you just got to let them be. Just let, you know, when when it gets illogical, 
That's when you like Word Yeah alright Yep And move on with your life Cause it's pointless I was gone Yeah so who we like In this series man Who you like Well before Before I say that I mean I would be remiss If I did not mention In some entirety Some detail The craziness Of Kevin Durant Y'all know who I am Oh yeah 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 if you don't know who he is, if you didn't know, you're going to know now. If you put that 50 on you after that 45, like, mm. KD is on on one right now. He on one. People keep talking about next year and all that. I don't care a little bit about what's happening next year. All I care about is right. what's happening right now. And it seems like KD is the same way because he is on one. And even, even though I mentioned the possible... Uh, the possible fall off from Clay not being healthy and Steph possibly not being healthy. You're still KD. You still got KD. So worst case scenario is KD against Harden, and that's worth the price of admission in itself. Who do I have winning this joint? Who do I have winning this joint? Man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. Uh, I, I really don't. I have. Ah, let me see. All right. So, point guard, you know, I'm going to call it a wash with the bad ankle. I'm going to call it a wash unless Steph is healthy by the end. Shooting guard, I'm going hard. Small forward is Katie and a landslide. Power forward, ooh, it's Draymond against PJ Tucker. So, it's like. You know those memes when Spider Man is is pointing at Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, Two yeah. Spider Man yeah. looking at each other, pointing at each other. That's what that joint is right there. You know they're a little different, <laughs> but they're they're very much alike. And then you got Capella against Bogut, which I'm going Capella. Even though I like Bogut's addition to the team, I'm still going Capella. Whew. <sighs> and I'm going Houston's bench. Man, I don't want to. Oh Lord, I don't want to be this guy because I don't want Maurice Assey. I don't want Jamal Rise Williams. I don't want who else? Who is a, who else is a Houston fan? Who am I forgetting? And there's one more. It's another one. I know. It's another one that stays talking. I cannot think of who it is. But anyway, got the main two out the way. <laughs> I don't want to rock with them. But you know what? I'm going Houston, bro. I'm going Houston. I'm going. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going Houston. I'm going Houston in, in seven. I'm going Houston in seven, man. Whew. Man, let them people. You know, let them people cook, man. Let them people cook. It's like, you know, it'd be different if it had been other teams. And I'm like, man, I'm not trying to hear these people. Mo, I ain't got no problem, especially especially Maurice, man. Maurice been out there promoting his squad for a minute. Run his mouth, take a lot of heat when they don't do what they're supposed to do. People beat him down bad last year. Like they have no, they didn't have no, uh, you know, respect for the man. The fact that CP3 was gone, <laughs> they beat up Maurice something terrible last year, man. I was like, but y'all gotta leave that man alone. They kept in coming, so I just kind of got out the conversation, right? You know, like when you was in school and like you was trying to stick up for that one kid and he was outnumbered. And you said something real quick, man, why don't y'all leave him alone? They're like, no, nah, you want some? 
And I was like, nah, that's all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I <laughs> pat him on his shoulder and walk off. <laughs> or better yet, you want something too, old man? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah that was me. Yeah, so look, man, that, that's how I was with Marie. So look, I ain't got no problem. Let the people get money, man. Maybe it turns out wrong. But I'm with you, man. I'm taking Houston uh, in seven games. I just will be on my knees praying before every game that we can get through this thing without either side having another uh, critical uh, injury or major injury so we can sit back and talk about what ifs or what what, what you know went down and all that. But that's all I'm hoping for. But, um, yeah, give me CP3 hard in the boys. He quiets the critics um, about what he does in the playoffs, at least for another round. And, um yeah, I, I'm, I'm rolling with Houston in this one in seven. Are we really doing this, Prime? Are we really doing this? Are we really yeah. going against Steph and Katie <laughs> and Clay and Draymond and Iggy? Are we really going with Houston in the six? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> hey, look, put it this way. I'm hoping people... I like and listen to this uh, podcast, but if we wrong, this the week I hope ain't nobody listening. <laughs> <laughs> just one week. <laughs> hey, y'all, but look, most of y'all like, who are these folks they talking about? Maurice and, and, and Raz and all these cats. If you don't know, if you're not part of our Facebook group, the Sports Bar Podcast, the SBP on Facebook, please join us and bring your friends with you. Talk a whole lot of yeah. sports, talk some hip-hop. We even talk a little TV and movies from time to time. We just have fun. So we do want you to join us there. <laughs> we do want you to join us there. Um, but, yeah, so those are our picks right there. We're pretty much on the same page, um, pretty much across the board, um, about who we got winning. I can't wait for the day. I feel sorry for you missing that first game today, bro. Man. I'm getting stuff out you. Your way after this podcast just so I can be in front of the TV. Matter of fact, I might lock the door. I ain't even trying to see family or nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how it's going Indeed. down. Yeah, you know, the flag football field uh, calls my name, so I will be out throwing some flags. I might get a little, little angry during the 1 o'clock and the 2 o'clock games in the mix and, you know, be thinking about what I'm missing and throw some extra flags in that joint, throw somebody out just to, <laughs> just to get my competitive juices going and take my, take my anger out on somebody. So good luck, players. Gee, quite like that, isn't it? <laughs> Great like that. Hey, what I wanted to ask you about real quick, though, since uh, the NBA picks are in, and I've mentioned this quite a few times in the group, we have seen the WNBA, WNBA, we have seen a rash of injuries, amongst other things, have come upon us before the season even gets there. And the WNBA catches a hard enough rap from folks who are not fans or uh, folks who don't watch, the, you know, don't watch the game. And we're looking at this now, man, at the time, whereas – um, they're getting the outlets now. They just signed a new TV contract, so they're going to be on more of the major uh, media. Um, going to be on regular TV a lot more. And you have these things go down. We, you know, we don't know if we're going to see, if or when we're going to see Skylar Diggins. 
uh, this year. We know what Maya Moore is not going to play um, this season. Your girl Stewart, Brianna Stewart, she's not playing. Um, so much is happening. So much is going down this year. Like, Diana Taurasi, 10 to 12 weeks. It seems like it's like the major, the major stars are the are ones that are taking a lot of this. And this ain't really all that good for the league, man. I'm just wondering. I want to get your thoughts on that. Man, I'm catching hell. That's exactly what's happening. Said it right. The league catching hell at one time. Everything happening at one time, and the bad part is that it is a time where the uh, the TV contracts are kind of turned up, and and they're getting a little bit more exposure as far as on a regular basis during the season. But man, everybody's missing. I I need to hear some news on Liz Cambage just to see what her status is. So that's another person you can add to the list. Plus, Sue Bird has retired, so she's out of the league. That's a lot of mystery. Star power. Like that's, I think it's like six people that are well-known, even amongst those who aren't big fans of the WNBA, that will be missing uh, at the beginning of this season. It's rough. It's rough. The, the positive for the women is that most of their income comes from Europe and uh, the other leagues they play in during the season. But as United States of Americans, <laughs> we are looking at the WNBA to be the premier league in anything that has to do with basketball. And this, I don't, I don't know if people even look at it like that, but I, I'm looking at it like that. I expect the U.S. to be the premier league. And anything related to football, anything related to basketball, up front, like out the gate. So when you have the WNBA not not being not being respected, not being respected one, I mean that's out the gate just because of women off top, so they get less respect. But not being respected, not being appreciated, and not being uh, paid at a level that one would, would expect from from the top league, which should be the top league in the world, it's a problem. Now, are we conceding that we're just going to let that thing be and, and just accept that Europe has the best women's basketball? Some might say, yeah, because Americans don't care as much about women's sports as they do about men's sports, regardless of the, uh, the level of play. But, man, people just don't understand. They are missing out on some great stuff and, uh, I don't understand why we always have to compare men to women as if they're the same thing. It's two different things. So why can't we just appreciate the women's game, women's sports in general, instead of uh, saying, well, they don't dunk. Why would you expect a woman to dunk on a regular basis? That's stupid. That's just (laughs) stupid to even think that is a thing. Like if women are shorter and on average don't jump as high, why would you – expect them to dunk on a regular basis. And why is dunking the only thing that gets your attention to uh, professional sport, like a well-played professional sport in in the United States? I don't understand. It is what it is, and hopefully even with the unfortunate situations that's happened with these players in general, but definitely these stars, 
um, at least hopefully the exposure piece uh, with these TV contracts and stuff will at least help the league out some and maybe get folks to like what they see on TV a little bit more and visit some games because, you know, I know I'm going a couple of joints this year, but um, as usual, but hopefully uh, they'll help them spread a little bit. Last thing, man, we rolling out. How you feel about Cheney and Wilma coming to the Sparks? Oh, I'm glad you asked me that. I was about to say, hold on, Brian, don't switch something. Let me, let me get this up real quick. Yeah, Janae Abumake going going to L.A. to join the sister Neka Abumake with the L.A. Sparks. Man, I don't know what these people are trying to do. they trying to have the tallest squad in the league. I don't know what, like, that. the Sparks are a problem. Just looking at the missing pieces from other teams right now, and you add Abumake to her sister, uh, and, of course, your wifey. And, sure. they, and they, scooped, they scooped up uh old girl from Baylor, if I'm not mistaken. And they, yes, they did. Uh, draft. So yes, they did. it's a problem. I do, I do still wait to see. Yeah. I do still wait to see uh, what happens with Chelsea Gray, if, where she signs. Like, she's still a free agent, so... That's going to be a big deal. I guess I feel like she's not coming back to L.A., especially with this move. Like, it's only one basketball, and Chelsea Gray is coming into her own. Like, she's about to be a star. So, I don't know if she's going to come back to that situation. But, eh, the Sparks got something. Sparks got something. I hope. But the thing the thing about it, if you pay any attention to Connecticut, they still have uh, they still have two dogs over there. Uh, for the Sun. So when Agumake was out, the addition of uh, or the other two took over as far as Jones and um, Alicia. I can't think of her last name off the top of my head. Yeah, I wasn't ready for this question. But uh, the Sun's still going to be tough because they were tough without Agumake in there when she was out injured. So they're still going to be tough. And uh, it's going to be a fun season. I can't wait for it. My fan dude money can't wait for it either because Lord, I'm ready to get this bread. <laughs> yeah, I think you talking about Lisa Thomas, right? Lisa Thomas. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I'm waiting to see what's going on. I think uh, the one comment you did make the other day about LA having um, so many guards, I still would have loved to kept Odyssey Sims. I I like Odyssey. You just you gotta have that dog on your squad, man. And not saying they don't, because we know what Candace and them get down. But um, I just think obviously is a dog. But it's gonna be interesting to see here yeah. on the other side now. <laughs> after all, especially after the, uh, all the battles and stuff she had against them, and the uh, she used to be all up in their faces. It's gonna be interesting mm-hmm. to see her over there. But yeah, it is what it is, no doubt. Hey, that's all I got. You got anything? Ah. Uh... Just excited, man. Excited about what's happening right now. Oh, what? Do we have any quick baseball take? I got nothing in particular. Uh, it's a good season so far. Starting off. Oh, did I win? Oh, yeah, that was me. That I won the uh, fan dude contest. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's either here or there. You know, I just, just crossed my mind. Now, we ain't got no more baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I see you up there. I was waiting for you to say something. I seen you do your thing the other night. I struck out royally. But it, it, it is what it is at this point. We got plenty of baseball coming up. And um, 
we definitely going to have some fun with that. Uh, and that's it, man. I'm waiting for these basketball things to tip off today. And um, it's ready for a good day, man. It is what it is. As always, you can catch us on Facebook, the Sports Bar Podcast, the SBP. Please join us on Facebook. Um, you can also catch me, your boy Prime, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm there at Prime SBK. Source, where you be at? Source underscore Skoshka on Instagram, B S H K O S H K A, and at Smitty Source on Twitter, at Smitty Source. And a quick shout out to all the 804 kids that got drafted or signed uh, over the weekend, over the last few days. Yeah. Uh, a lot of names. Cleveland Farrell went fourth straight out of Benedictine High School. He went fourth to the Raiders. I saw Greg Dorsch got scooped up by the Jets. Uh, Felton Davis by the Chiefs. Uh, I think it was the Chiefs. Anyway, a lot of Richmond kids got scooped up. So Tim Harris. Shout out to yep. them. Yeah, Tim Harris. So shout out to them. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. No doubt. 804, y'all. Until next time, your boys are out of here, and we'll be back with some foolishness, uh, most likely, next week. Peace. Cheers.